Welcome to Set the Tone, the BTL podcast. This program explores fact and fiction in health and fitness so that you and your patients can achieve your healthiest look. The podcast is made possible with support from BTL, maker of Sculpt Neo, the one device and body contouring that provides more for less. Discussions about a youthful facial appearance may overlook the role of energy and vitality in how we look and feel. In this episode of the podcast, New York City's Dr. Paul Jared Frank, founder of PF Frank MD and Skin Salon, talks about the positive impact of vigor on one's look and outlook. Dr. Frank talks to Stacy Griffith, a senior master instructor at SoulCycle and a motivational, inspirational speaker to thousands of devotees. The author of Two Turns from Zero, she is launching a skincare line and co-hosts the podcast The Way with another former podcast guest, Sarah Raggy. Stacey and I, we've been riffing for years, and I think we've both developed our practices about how we approach our area of expertise using each other, because I'm an expert on the outside, she's an expert on the inside, the way you think, the way you exercise, and oddly, you know, I think what we do for a living, the both of us, used to be like opposite ends of the fence. They were like in battle with each other, but Stacey and I really find that it's the whole package that, that, that matters here, what you do on the outside and the inside, and that's why we are who we are. But I want to hear a little bit. I know it's a long story, but if you can give me a little snippet for the audience on how you got to be Stacey Griffith today, what, what brought you to this point? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I was listening to uh, one of my students was a, an Olympic swimmer, and he, he sent me through a YouTube uh, podcast that he had done about his journey with being a swimmer. And he was saying how it all started with coaches when he was five and six and seven years old. And if I take it back to why I became the teacher that I am today, it's really, you know, the coaches from my youth, when I used to play basketball and soccer and volleyball and softball, those coaches really became very instrumental in my life. And I remember thinking as an athlete, as I got older, when I got into my like late teens, I felt like, wow, I really want to be a coach because I loved kids and I loved people. And so at 18, I started teaching an abs class at a YMCA that I was a counselor at. And I think it all started there, at, you know, just as a fitness instructor. And then when spinning came on the scene in the, in the early to mid 90s, it, it became this, you know, this, this craze. It was kind of like step to our parents, right? Our, our moms probably both took step classes or jazzercise or whatever. So I used to love to make the spin tapes for the instructor that I used to take uh, spinning classes with. And one day I had made a tape for her and she didn't show up to teach the class. So they were like, you know, why don't you just teach the class? And hence my teaching career began in 1995. And I have been teaching indoor cycling since 1996. Like, it's crazy to imagine that. Now, do you think, because obviously we all evolve in many ways, particularly in our career, but given that your career is so physical, I'm sure, did you think you'd still be teaching today after all these years? Because now, like me, we're middle-aged adults, things change. I think you've become more powerful with age. Did you think it would go in this direction? And, you know, I, I really, I didn't because, you know, I always, in my youth, I always jumped from job to job because I just, I would get bored. I'm an Aries. I have a little slight ACD, uh, ACD, OCD and uh, ADD. And, 
you know, I, I, I guess I never really thought that far ahead, but what happened was the, you know, the role and the job of a fitness instructor in the nineties and in the early two thousands kind of became like a thing, you know, they, they became, you know, superstars and, you know, you could actually have, I think biggest loser was like the first like TV show to really highlight trainers and how powerful they are. And, and, you know, I, I didn't even think that one day I would tour with Oprah, you know, teaching to 17,000 people. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that that would have been even an option in, in a career like this. But, you know, I think because I love it so much and because, you know, I made a really great living doing it, I think it just has become my career uh, just based on just a little bit of luck and a lot of passion and a lot of drive. Like I never feel like I'm going to work. Like Paul, I know you love your job so much and you love what you do and you love transforming people and making people feel beautiful. And that's what I feel like drives me. And, and every week it's a new story and every week it's a new body that has been transformed and that never gets old. No, We, we may be aging, like the job isn't like, I, I think I'll be like Jane and Jack LaLanne. Like I plan on being an instructor when I'm a hundred. That's right. I say they'll have to pull the syringe out of my hand. Yes. They, they will have to pry me off of that bike. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not for everyone. And I think, you know, every instructor that, you know, becomes an instructor. I don't know that they have the same trajectory that I've had. Like I've written a book and I have a skincare line and I've, you know, gone on tour and I'm writing my second book. And, you know, you can do that with your career, but you really have to have that drive and passion and something to say. You know, a lot of like the reason why my career, I think really took off was because, you know, I did write the book and I did, you know, I came out um, with the book because I wanted people to know my truth because everybody used to, you know, put me on this pedestal of, you know, guru and fitness star and all this stuff. And I was like, you guys, it, this did not happen overnight. And I have not always been this person. Let me tell you the real story. It's your authenticity. And I feel right. the same way. Our power gets greater as we get older because our audience, yours and mine, they connect with who we are. By the way, no offense to the amazing instructors that are 22 years old and the people who get a little Botox at 29 years old. But by the way, it's a lot easier being younger. It takes an enormous amount of perseverance. And for you and I to set an example for our audience, I think that's very inspiring. And don't get me wrong. I'll take all the compliments people want to give me about how I look, about my energy, about my vitality. But it don't come from nothing. It takes a lot of work. And if I can do it, so can everybody else. And I think that's one of the key things that you inspire people on the bike is that you're doing it with them. You're living it every day, setting the example. And if you can do it, everyone else has that. Now, everyone's different. No one could be exactly like another person. But, man, we sure try and give them the tools. Right. And that and that's the thing I always tip tip my hat off to the younger instructors that are riding all these classes. They're riding sometimes on the bike and teaching 20 times a week. And tonight, you know, I'm, I'm 52 years old and tonight I'm teaching a class that's 90 minutes long. It's at 9 PM. It's under a new moon and I'll be riding up with my students and I don't ride the bike. And I'm not like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm freaking 52 years old, but I can still keep up with the 20, you know, two or 19 year old kid that's going to be up there with me on the bike tonight. And, you know, that's, that's what I want to show my students is that, 
you know, you keep doing this and you keep eating right and you keep sleeping right and you stay balanced and stay in the middle, as my grandmother used to say, stay in the middle. Don't go, you know, too far this way or too far that way. Um, you know, that's why I do what I do. But don't 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 fool anybody, Stace. What you do up there, you're still sweating and you're working out just because you're not on the bike. You're inspiring what you're doing, too. I don't know which is harder. Um, tell people a little bit because I know we've we've talked a lot. Because it's not just exercise. It's not just taking care of your skin. I know you've changed some of your nutritional balance over the years, right? As we get older, we have to change our techniques in every aspect of our well-being. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, there's a lot. I have a lot of uh, things I have to deal with. One, I'm anemic. Uh, Two, I suffered from a really bad case of chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, in the late nineties. So it's, it's chronic mono, which means, you know, you, it's, it's almost like getting mono, but once you get it, it's always in your bloodstream. So if I work too hard, I get extremely tired and fatigued. You're listening to set the tone, the BTL podcast made possible with support from BTL aesthetics. Be sure to listen to other episodes in this series as Dr. Frank explores nutrition, exercise trends, fashion, and more. Now, back to the conversation with Stacey Griffith as she discusses how she turned around her diet to improve her health. So about almost a year ago, Sarah was helping me, my my partner on the podcast, The Way, uh, was helping me try to figure out, you know, um, part of why I was getting these mouth sores, which were making me really tired. So I went to an all plant-based diet for like about three and a half months and it really changed everything. I mean, it was such a major reset. The only issue with me is that, you know, I'm five foot nine. I was about a hundred and uh, close to 150 pounds, which was mostly muscle. I wasn't like out of shape or anything, but I lost almost 30 pounds and I didn't need to lose 30 pounds. <laughs> so none of my clothes fit. Uh, I looked extremely gaunt. Like I, everyone was like, oh my gosh, are you sick? What's wrong with you? You don't look right. So I had to go back to adding a little bit more protein. But honestly, I've never had more energy in my life than when I went completely plant-based. It was it was a trip. Wild. So again, you really had to change your strategy. And again, who knows, in five years, 10 years, you know, I think I think with beauty, with fitness, with nutrition, with any aspect of well-being, people forget that adaptability and being open-minded to change is probably the most important thing because you assume that what works when you're 20 may work when you're 30 or what works when you're 40 may work. You know, you have to be able to roll with punches in life because people deal with more than just looking good, feeling good. They deal with illness, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They deal with real issues. And I think the adaptability and, you know, the grit, you know, I love that word grit to yeah. get you through things and change things. I mean, I had COVID my whole, I mean, I hated yoga in my 20s. Um, I still, I had to incorporate yoga into my life the last six months recently to get, get my form back, my structure, my flexibility. So it could allow me to do the spin classes. Like I spun with you last Friday. I had the best I've had in six months on any bike of any workout. Yeah. You're so strong. You're so strong through that. It takes time. And I think people get, they get frustrated with themselves. And, you know, I think you and I both, we have to, you support them through that. You support them through that change. You always say best shape of your life, right? It's always achievable. Totally. One of the things about the diet with the plant-based diet, what I did was I stripped away all the sugars and the processed foods. And that was, I think one of the biggest things for, for energy gain was, was staying away from so much sugar. And, uh, and you know, this, like my skin completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. 
completely changed, but that's hard to, it's hard to dodge sugar. The sugar bullet like always sometimes hits you and, and it's a bad domino to kick over because once you open that sugar gateway, it's like, it just like, it gets you. Well, I actually also, I know you don't drink, but for a lot of people it's alcohol because alcohol, um, it, it, it has its own level of toxicities and things it does to the skin just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not having problems. And it throws off a cascade of nutritional things. If you had a few the night before, you don't eat well the next day, it lowers your threshold for a lot of other things that may not be great for you. Your workouts aren't the same, your fatigue level. So whether it's sugar or alcohol, you know, in my book, I always talk about, you know, trying to like minimize the evil doers because those bad things beget other bad things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And alcohol really messes with your sleep. Oh, absolutely. Some, some people think that they need it, like the wine helps them go to sleep at night or helps them relax. But really, you know, it comes back to wake you up later. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I, I forgot to tell you, people may not know. They know your book. T tell I know why. Tell them, tell, tell them why it's two turns from zero. What's the metaphorical and literal meaning of that? Well, so the metaphorical meaning was, I, first of all, I said it every day for 20 years, two turns from zero. Zero is just, you know, a, a place that we start on the, on the resistance. So you take two turns to the right and it puts resistance on. And really, if you think about it, you're two turns from completely changing a decision. If you make one right turn and another right turn, you can go in a completely different direction. And, you know, I learned from Tony Robbins too, a long time ago, that every time you blink your eyes is another opportunity to start over. And, you know, I, I just love, first of all, I love metaphors, but second of all, I just, I wish, and I hope that everybody understands through this whole pandemic is that it's such an opportunity for you to start over. Like, even if you're already, people are like, what, I was in such a great place. I'm like, you're in such a great place in one area of your life, but there has to be another area of your life that you didn't have this much time on your hands. So let's get to it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That was going to be my final question. I love how you bring it in. Just like, what, what changes have you found with COVID-19? What have you reset? What have you rebalanced? You know, I rebalanced, I think, how much I was working. When I look back on my, my classes and how much, you know, we, none of us taught for almost four months wow. and I look back, I, I taught almost 900 classes a year for years, 900, like, um, like close between 20 and 30 classes a week, every year. A lot of turns from zero. That's a lot of freaking turns from zero. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder I had chronic mono. Um, yeah, just like I, I realized, uh, during COVID just how, how precious time is. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with my family early on in March. I went to visit my niece and I, you know, I got to spend time with her when she was doing her zoom classes and we just had a lot more time. You know, we cooked a lot at home and, you know, Michelle and I, a lot in the beginning, um, of quarantine, we were just every Friday night, we were just staying in and having date night and we'd still get dressed up and we'd cook. We've cooked so much more at home and it's just so nice to just be home. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I've no, I noticed this too. I've always noticed this, but the more you keep, the more you have that sense of urgency with work and multitasking, which we think makes us feel better because we both have a little OCD, ADD, all that stuff. We think it makes it more even keel, but it actually makes time go so much faster. If you add a little boredom into your life, it actually makes time go 
more pleasant. It's weird. Yeah, I so totally agree. Like, like Einstein, time-space continuum. They're like, there's really no actual time span. It's how you utilize that time that so much can bend the curve. Yeah. That's one thing for sure. I have not been bored during this entire time. I have been completely fired up, passionate. Uh, I try not to watch too much news. Yeah. You know, I'm writing my second book, Exhausted, with Dr. Michael Bruce. So that's going to be about sleep. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's through all of it, the silver linings far outweigh the actual pandemic, in my family anyway. Just have to stay positive about it. And the good news is people still need a lot of self-care from the inside, the outside, spiritually. And, uh, you know, I, I love that we're both playing important pieces of that puzzle. And uh, I think will I see you? Will I see you tonight at nine p.m.? Doubt it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm in the city. I will be out there. I will definitely see you Friday a.m. seven a.m. with the fi- the five a.m. get up crew with Stacy Griffith. Yeah, at seven a.m. And to me, it's something I look forward to, um, like so many other things, and just making time more precious. I really want to thank you so much for coming on air. I finally get to interview you. Aww. And uh, I want to thank everybody else for joining uh, the podcast brought to you by BTL. And, uh, you know, we're all just here trying to be the best versions of ourselves. Patients want to look fit and energetic, and you want your practice to be vital, too. We hope that Set the Tone, the BTL podcast, will help you energize your practice. Check out more episodes of the series made possible with support from BTL, via modernaesthetics.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.